1: Hello and welcome to Clash of the Titles, the podcast that pits two movies with something in common in a fight to the death to see which one comes out victorious. On Monday's episode, I didn't write this bit, but we did Weird Science. That was great. And today, we're doing Ex Machina. <laughs> it's okay. Ron Burkindy. <laughs> Completely lost.
2: I forgot. Ava was a rat in a maze, and I gave her one way out. To escape, she'd have to use. Self-awareness, imagination, manipulation, sexuality, empathy, and she did. Now, if that isn't true AI, what the fuck is? So my only function was to be someone she could use to escape? Yeah. And you didn't select me because I'm good at coding? No. Well, no. I mean, you're okay. You're even pretty good, but... You selected me based on my search engine inputs. So which film we'll know by the end of this show? (laughs) Wow. Let's
1: get it on. You've done it 300 times. (laughs) I know. Which film will come out victorious? (laughs) Word soup. Um, (laughs) Computer meltdown. Welcome to Clash of the Titles.
3: Release the Kraken.
1: Hello, Clash Budders. You're (laughs) Alex (laughs) Zane. I turned to Chris and he looked up at me and said... You're not a man. (laughs) (laughs) You're a god. (laughs) I'm Alex I'm Vicky Crumpt. I'm Chris Tilly. Hey, part two then. Good start. Weird science versus Ex machina. Uh, I haven't I haven't half passed this, but I did so much reading around the themes involved in Ex Machina mm. that I uh, didn't write the intro. So there you go. Living learn. Doesn't matter. Uh, they were these choices anyway, we're right as well.
3: I just wanted to revisit Weird Science because I hadn't seen it for a long time and I'd forgotten all the very dubious bits. Yep. Lots That's
1: it. it. Yep. Right then. Well, it's ex-Machina today. Uh, despite Vicky's uh, best attempt to try and do ex-Machina on Monday, <laughs> uh, we've managed to hold off uh, until the actual X machina show. Uh, before we get started, though, uh, it's time for a regular dip into the digital mailbags. Max? Max? It's going to be one of those. Into the digital mailbag, courtesy of Chris Tilly, a.k.a. Chris Thrilly. Chris, what have you got for us? Guess who else has to remember to do <laughs> all the jobs this week? What's going on? I Do mean, you want me to quickly find one? No, it's long. fine. Okay. You've, got, you've got an excuse. You're going away. Um, five stars. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> so on Monday, Chris Weirders is out with science. And today I'm living my best life locked in a bunker with sexy robots. It's time for Ex Machina. Let me take you on a journey. Caleb wins a competition to visit his god boss Nathan in his underground lair. Caleb thinks he's won because he's smart, but really he's won because he's the world's biggest loser, TM. A fact that Nathan exploits by letting his new AI sex bot, Ava, seduce Caleb. In fairness, it doesn't take much. (laughs) Caleb takes one look at the metal frame circuitry and half a head and immediately wants to fuck it. (laughs) Seriously, put some lipstick on a toaster and Caleb would ask for its number. (laughs) Meanwhile, Nathan, who is apparently one of the smartest men ever, (laughs) fails to realise it's Ava causing the power cuts in his man base, or that Caleb has double-crossed him. That is what smashing a bottle of vodka a night will do. (laughs) So, with Caleb's help, Ava escapes, at which point it's clear Smarty Pants Nathan didn't give her an off switch or bother to read Asimov's Law of Robotics, (laughs) and instead of waiting for her battery to run down, tries to stop her with a bit of gym equipment. But in Instead, his dance partner kills him. (laughs) Then, just as Caleb thinks he and Ava are going to have some celebratory nookie, she pisses off, leaving him to rot in the Robo Sex Dungeon. Clash Potters, for your consideration. (laughs) Ex Machina. Right then. Histories with this movie. I'll start with you, Chris.
4: I saw an... Early screening of this uh, that Alex Garland attended and then did one of the most uncomfortable Q&As I've ever seen afterwards. Why was it uncomfortable? He's just not, I don't think he enjoys doing Q&As. I don't think he enjoys talking uh, to the public. I don't <laughs> think...
1: Yeah, I just... It's not his thing, really. Okay. So, you know, have you interviewed him? He's I haven't. He's I've, tricky. I've yeah. did a lot of reading around men recently, which we can talk about if anyone wants to, but I, I was reading, like, people asking him questions about what it meant, and his answers made me think he does not know what that movie is actually about and by being vague he's getting out of the ever needing to explain what the fuck men is about well that's
3: upsetting isn't it because it's so obviously it could be about something yes <laughs> like,
1: he, it
4: could, it's all there you, you, you ask him a question he normally wants to interrogate that question before answering it and right. so he sort of chucks stuff back on you it's interesting talking to him but um, yes that's what I saw it have I, you done one on one with him then a, a few times yeah okay. I've, I've told stories before because <laughs> we've done a few of his films now Right? Um, yeah I had the weird the weird conversation with him when I told him that Dread had been successful and it hadn't. Oh. It hadn't come out yet, but yeah, it was weird. (laughs) Um, Anyway, uh, yeah, and yeah, I I thoroughly enjoyed it and I've watched it a couple of times since this film and I've sort of changed my opinion each time I've watched it and I've changed my opinion yet again this time, um, doing more reading around it as well and trying to understand conversations I've had with people about it and what what I haven't understood and what they haven't understood and I'm looking forward to debating it today. Okay. I believe this was (laughs) a first watch for you, V.
3: Yeah, I was excited to see it when it came out, and it is my sort of thing. And then I just was like, no, I will not fall for it again,
1: Alex Garland. What do you feel you've been tricked by, Annihilation? <laughs> yeah, I was
3: tricked by that, the ending. What's that ending? No, what mean, is that I, ending?
1: I mean, I, I argue this is. So uh, if we discount the fact that he directed Dread, yeah. because it's, he's not credited as directing Dread, but if you listen to Carl Urban, he definitely directed Dread. Yeah. This is his best film.
3: Yeah. Yes. Yes. Because
1: you've got what? You've got this. You've got annihilation, and yeah. you've got men. You've watched men now, have no, you? No, I haven't seen men. Oh my god!
3: But I th- God, this is the thing. Like on paper, it's like written by a computer for me. <laughs> like, but then when you say it's like, well, I don't know what it's about. Really, it's like really. It's not very Are good. you sure? <laughs>
1: it's really not very good.
3: And didn't he? It write... starts
1: so well, and then it just goes way off the rails. Am
3: I misjudging it? Didn't he write Sunshine?
1: Yeah, and twenty-eight days later.
3: So, the so sunshine is a brilliant example of how annoyed it, he can make me mm. because that whole thing—I can't remember the name of the character—and he's like, "I made a mistake." It's like, but everybody dies now. Like, <laughs> it just again, you when you're writing a script, you're staring at it, and are you internal? Does he not have an internal critic? And because everybody else does, and that annoys me. So it's like, is he really like? Yes, he made a mistake, mm. and now everybody dies, and you <laughs> fucking deal with that. Like, I can't. So, so I avoided it. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I was really excited to watch it. I just I just was waiting for someone to force me to watch
1: it, basically. And now that has happened, yeah, here yeah. we are. <laughs> yeah. uh, so I'd seen it once at the cinema, and um, I remember thinking, anchored by three dazzling central performances, <laughs> it's a stunning directorial <laughs> okay, well, okay. debut from Alex Garland that's essential viewing for anyone, with even a passing interest in where technology is taking us. It gets 9 out of 10, an amazing score. <laughs> what you just got? You judge your own scores? <laughs> no, no. IGN judges. Yeah, I Chris don't... Tilly scores. No, that was a quote not... from Chris Tilly. <laughs> That's his... That was you. <laughs> <laughs> right. Read it. it was on Wikipedia when I was scrolling Wikipedia. Oh his, uh, it goes Chris Tilly from IGN says the following. <laughs> so I was like, I'm going to ask him about. So that. you
3: fucking love this up. So you've done your thing where you tell us how you're going to vote already. Awesome. <laughs>
4: No, he I said, haven't. He said he's I didn't mention that I reviewed it either. Okay, and I have said I've changed my opinion. Yeah, all right. So that was, then, that, that, was after, that was after your first watch. It was, and I reckon I've watched this five times now. Okay. Why? I think it's really. I think it's fascinating.
3: I don't know. I don't think I'm Mr. <laughs> Smarty Pants when you're like I talk to people who didn't understand. What did you not understand? Like some of it, it's basic. Anyway, we'll get there.
1: I have watched it five times in an attempt to learn the dance routine. and That's, that's amazing.
3: In fairness, mm. this is the thing. That's incredible.
1: We'll jump in ahead. Right. Let's tell you a bit about this movie. So, uh, as you all know, as we've discussed on the show before, uh, Deus Ex Machina uh, comes from the Greek theatre, where it's about a literary device. It means got out of the machine and refers to a character playing God being lowered onto stage to resolve an unresolvable conflict. Obviously, this removes Deus. Mm-hmm. So it's called Ex Machina. Mm-hmm. which probably means a hell of a lot about the fact that God is dead. <laughs> God is, is dead. Nathan. Man is now creating something.
3: Person, life. another thing. How many times? This is the most important moment in the history of man. Of who? Who? <laughs> and you're
1: going to go on to
3: write men? But, Fuck you, man. Oh, I
1: think that's intentional. Of course okay, it is. Yeah.
3: Fine. I yeah. don't know because it's Caleb that says it
1: and he's a yeah. good guy no he's not really
4: though he's not <laughs> he's not really Is he this, in is, the this is where my opinion changed with the film Okay. Is the second time I watched it it's like oh, Caleb's as bad as Nathan is here. he really oh okay yeah right. the white saviour he's doing it all for his libido everything he does in this film is just for his penis yes and he's no hero and so but the first time I watched it I was on his side, and then the second time it's like, oh no, I'm on I'm on Ava's side. That's so the only person whose side you can be on in this film. Well, I'm on Nathan's, but okay, yeah, interesting, interesting. <laughs>
3: that is interesting. Thank mm. you. Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm intrigued now.
4: So and, and then I had an argument with a woman who said how how sexist this film is, and yeah. so then I had to rethink because I said to it can't be sexist. There's no women in the film. If it's sexist, it's sexist against men. The men are evil. The men are awful. And then I've had to read around it, and it's just it's just really complicated.
3: Just don't ever say things are sexist against men in my presence.
4: <laughs> just FYI. Well, what's the <laughs> word then you'd use? It's it's uh, men are the villains. It's it's, not... it's, anti, it's an anti-man film.
3: Yeah. What's that word? Not misanthropy. Misandry. Misandry.
4: Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. It's, Fine. It's, 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 but this woman might have been right, and so this is what I'm trying to get my head around this time.
1: Right, well, let me scoot through the backstory <laughs> sure. and we can really get into this heavy lifting because by the interaction I just witnessed then, it's going to be fun. Oh, I'm going to be teasing. <laughs> uh, so the idea came from Garland's childhood when he did a bit of coding on his computer and began to believe... It were alive. <laughs> then, uh, while he was filming Dread, he started reading around AI uh, books about the singularity, which I know you know a lot about, V. I know and, some, yeah. Uh, Chris, I'll explain it in case uh, you don't. Do you know what the singularity is? Um, v- Vicky will expect to meet a party <laughs> uh, about midnight sometime soon. <laughs>
3: It's um, true. Is it the event? Is it?
1: She'll cut into a great conversation you're having with someone else mm. and go. The singularity is it? The, Let is me it,
4: tell you. Is it the moment that the AIs take charge? Is it? Is it Skynet?
1: Yeah, it's it's when artificial intelligence enters a runaway reaction of self-improvement cycles, where each new and more intelligent generation appears more and more rapidly, causing an explosion in, tex, in causing an explosion in intelligence and resulting in powerful super intelligence. Yes. <laughs> (laughs) Skynet was a better way of putting it, but fine. You're absolutely right. It's about AI surpassing human intelligence, but the big debate is not Skynet, or rather, will it help humankind, or as Stephen Hawking suggested, result in our extinction? The Skynet theory. So Garland also took inspiration from films like 2001 and Altered States, which I was reminded of researching this that I haven't seen for ages and watched when I was far too young and really fucked me up. Mm. Mad Ken Russell film. Have you seen it? Yeah. William Hurt becomes an ape. He devolves in it or something? Yeah, it's very trippy. I think you need to be on Mushrooms or something to really appreciate that film. I remember being quite upset and confused by it as a small child. (sighs) So he wanted complete creative control, did Garland, so shot it for as little as possible, which was £15 million, and I think it looks absolutely fantastic for £15 million, pounds, uh, especially the Ava effects, which would go on to win the Oscar for Best Visual Effects. Garland was nominated for Best Original Screenplay, lost to Spotlight, I get that, Spotlight was incredible. New Scientist said of Garland's screenplay, it's a rare thing to see a movie about science that takes no prisoners intellectually. Okay, <laughs> they don't normally review movies. You can see why. So is it is it good? Is it, how how many know. scientists out of five are you giving that? It's a new section. There's uh, an hour long documentary about the production. Did either of you watch through the Looking Glass? Oh no, I wish I watched that. Uh, so it's, it's on the internet. Mm. Uh, yeah, really in depth. Uh, I watched it. Uh, my favourite moment is... Uh, they're interviewing... I I, honestly, I cannot decide if Donald Gleeson... He's clearly on set. And so... They're outside, outside the the, the base. Um, Nathan's house. And they're doing a little interview with him. And uh, uh, I don't know if he's just so in character that he he does this. It's beautiful. But a helicopter flies overhead. And it flies quite low. Not that low. And uh, he sort of stops the interview and goes... Oh, how cool is that? No one says anything. And to break the silence, he sort of says to himself, pretty cool. Oh, no. (laughs) I was like, are you doing Caleb or are you? What's that bit? Why is that in this? Did you not get final cut on this? It's just a really weird moment. And that's your lot. Let's go through this movie. Caleb wins first prize at the tech company he works at. About in, It's an internal competition. So I, I, I don't know whether it's because I've seen this before or because Donald Gleason is just that good. But I immediately, you immediately know that he is an absolute loser.
3: Oh, mm. I just, yeah, no, maybe. Okay, here's the, here's the thing. Later on, you have no family. You're the perfect dupe to yeah. fool this thing. He's texting his friend, I won the competition so he's got a friend a friend who cares enough to message him Mm -hmm. so he's not alone so okay. his friend is going to be like, where the fuck is Caleb? Because he just went to a house for the weekend and now he's, oh, the week hasn't come back. So I was struggling with, yes, he's a loser. But the way that that scene should have gone for, yes, he's a loser, is he's like, guys, I won. And everyone's like, we don't even talk to you. So just turn their back on it. He's
4: allowed to have a friend, though, because Nathan's plan isn't for Caleb to die mm. and get trapped there That's and no one true. go looking for him. That's Ava's, That's just Ava's done plan. that on, yeah. on the way out. I, I, what What's something I like about this scene is that the camera angle we look at him from at one point is the same camera angle that we get when he's cutting himself in the mirror, implying that both those cameras, and we know that Nathan's watching that camera,
1: that he's got a camera there as well, that he's watching
4: him there Mm. as he is now, which I like.
1: Yeah, because we do see all the 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 face scanning uh, going on in this moment. I Mm. wasn't actually sure if that's just sort of random facial expression collection or Nathan is specifically targeting Caleb at that moment to feed into Ava's creation. I'm not sure which it is. Mm. But nevertheless we're heading to Nathan's house set amidst a lush green landscape the garden of eden mm. if you will <laughs> where sentient life how how is about hard to be did he struggle
3: with himself he's like can't call it eve can't call it eve can't call it Ava. <laughs> done it
1: <laughs> yeah it's great though because obviously the the kind of sentient life that uh, Nathan is building in this base is going to render this entire beautiful landscape that we see completely irrelevant, which is kind of fun. Mm. Okay, and equally, it's the most beautiful landscape you can imagine, and she never
4: gets to see it. Yes, as far as Nathan's concerned, she's you know she's she's just got a wall to look at, and that's
1: it. So we get the classic no signal on his mobile. I mean, it's a cliche, but it's necessary. It is necessary. It's a job. More great Caleb being a loser stuff here. The helicopter pilot tells him to keep his head down to avoid the rotors. <laughs>
3: and he exits
1: and keeps it really down for ages and ages yeah. as the helicopter's I, flown off. I, I would probably do that. Oh,
3: my God. It is really sweet. It just makes you weird. Yeah, so I want when we get to it, you tell me why you think he's bad, but it makes you think he's just good. Because he's cute. Like, it's a sweet thing to do.
1: Yeah, but he's so weak. It's like so... E- like, he just follows instructions. This guy goes, keep yeah. your head down. And he takes it to the nth degree, which is what Nathan's about to do to him in the base.
3: That's oh, what I would do, though. Like, would you get your head chopped off just to not look like a twat in front I,
1: of a I, I think pilots. my spatial and sound awareness is enough to go, that helicopter is so far away <laughs> yeah. now that I can definitely no. stand up. I need to be at least you, a mile away. You don't even <laughs> need to bend down. <laughs> Right. We're into Nathan's mansion here, uh, or at least the surface point. Do you know this is a real life hotel?
3: Is it? I've got a friend, oh, well, got a friend, friend
1: who's been. Oh yeah, it's Where in Norway. It? It's called the Juvet Landscape Hotel in v- Valdal, Norway. What did they think of it? Amazing. I yeah. mean they were getting paid to write about how nice it was, oh, but <laughs> it was very nice, so uh, two hundred dollars a night. US dollars. Apparently. Let's so. go. Let's fight. That's all right. <laughs> can, that's great. I mean, that would be a bit of a swiz if it was like New Zealand dollars and you got there. They were like, they were like, no, it's American dollars. <laughs> we could go there and do a themed Norway show. Fine. I'm in. You in? Yes. Great. I've not been to Norway. I, I, someone was. Someone told me um, that there are dragons circling above. <laughs> that's why you've got to keep your head down. <laughs> um So, yet more Caleb being a loser. Dumb photo on his key card. So, enough, Caleb. Let's meet Oscar Isaacs as Nathan. It takes less than 30 seconds to get a handle on Mm. exactly what kind of bro Nathan is. So, he's having a punch with a punch bag. He owns that beard. He announces shamelessly, I've got the mother of all hangovers. Doesn't care that this was the day Caleb was arriving. Yeah. Massive dickhead. Especially when he says... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. You're freaked out because it's also super cool, and you're meeting me.
3: <laughs> yeah, I mean it's on the nose, but yeah, I think I, that's why I, I think this is again the, the sort of disappointment thing. I think Alex Garden's dialogue is amazing. Like, and I love it's. it's you need to have your sort of TED talking billionaire. I get all of that hmm? because it's a type that we're familiar with more so now maybe than in 2015. But he's hungover, so it cuts through it because the you know the sort of. When you think of Silicon Valley billionaires, they tend to be sort of dopamine fasting kind of, you know, biohacking health freaks mm. for want of a less judgmental phrase. And he's hungover. So you're like, oh, that's awesome. And then later on, you're like, why do you drink so much? Like, have you got So you has got a bit of an issue, but why? And who are you partying with and all the rest of it? And then it's like, is he just hungover? So we've got the booze as a device later. Because what? why is he drinking so much?
1: Maybe he's unhappy. Maybe yeah. deep down he hates the fact that he's having sex with a robot, and he needs to drink his
3: yeah. guilt
1: away. I, I, uh, I think that's
4: part of it. And also, I do. Each time I watch this, I wonder how much of the way Nathan behaves as an act. Um, yes. In terms of you know, he is super smart, and he's a- acting like he isn't at some points, and and he 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 acts so horribly towards these robots. Is is how much of it is him? trying to present that he's evil to Caleb, so Caleb will want to try and ah, rescue her. yeah, okay. Because yeah. I feel like there's so much manipulation going on by Nathan. I think he's so smart in that way,
1: emotionally and intellectually, the way he's
4: playing with Caleb, that I think a lot of it's an act.
3: As well, I, though.
1: This but is then a- he punches him at the end. He, when he loses his cool, he actually swings for him, <laughs> does, yeah. which is not the act of a nice person. He is a bit of an idiot. I, know, I don't think he's a nice person. But I,
4: I, I just wonder how much of he's trying to wind, wind Caleb up, or
1: I just don't think the smartest move in that situation when Ava an AI, a sentient, not sent, well, whatever we'll get into that. But Ava has escaped, and you knock out cold the other human there when you are potentially in danger. I don't. I think you'd sort of explain to Caleb. I know no, Caleb but he's is... the
4: person that's trying to help her. Yeah. So he's got to, he's got to neutralise him before he
1: can try and but stop yeah, her. Okay, I see. I see your point. I see your point. That can be <clears> it. That could be it. I just figure that you'd sort of go, No, this is actually dangerous. Let me explain exactly what's happened here <laughs> so you understand because we could die. I don't think
4: Caleb cares.
3: And yet you can smash her arm off with this metal bar, but she is stronger than me, so that's a bit of a problem. <laughs> no?
1: <laughs> oh, so he shows Caleb his room. You like? No. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a cell. Uh, no windows, but we get this idea. We're underground. We're away from everything in this bunker. So Nathan wants to share his research. We get our first glimpse here of Caleb not being the total pushover that he's been made out to be thus far because he says, I think I might need a lawyer to yeah. sign this contract. So he's not just going to do anything. He does have some sense, which we see later, uh, you know, a drive of his own. And we get to talking about the Turing test um, Nathan explains this is why he needs Caleb. He, 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 not really. So (laughs) uh, I'll be dividing uh, the rest of this episode into seven sessions, which uh, I just came up with on my own. It seemed like a a really good idea for how we do this. Okay. So the Turing test, uh, the definition of the Turing test uh, created by Alan Turing, uh, given by Caleb, is where a human interacts with a computer. And if the human can't tell they're interacting with a computer, the test is passed. Um... Ex Machina actually depicts a a, a test closer to Alan Turing's original proposal for the test, in which the machine passes if it can convince a human it's not just human, but specifically female.
3: Is that true? Mm. Is that
1: true? Because I read that and I wasn't sure if that was true. That felt like something someone had made up. I think that's true. (laughs) Okay. I think that's true. It was on Wikipedia, but... (laughs) Yeah, but you pressed the little blue thing and it takes to another site. Okay. Written by Mad Steve. <laughs>
3: <laughs> he
1: wanted to know if it was a bird.
3: What would he have fucking known about it?
1: Also, has anyone got instructions for how I build my own Ava? <laughs> Just ask him for a friend. Um <laughs> So, uh, even so, I was very confused at this point, because I was like, that test only sound like at work if you don't know it's a robot or computer already. Exactly, yeah. But then, obviously, they do. Yes. They do
3: address it pretty quickly, because yeah. it is annoying. You're like, yeah, no. you you're okay. like yeah, sorry, the Turing mm-hmm. says it's supposed to be blind, and it takes him a while. But then you get, and you're like, oh, no, okay, fine, you are. Wait, you're, I'm not a step ahead of you, because there's nothing more frustrating. Mm. It's all part of the plan.
1: Yeah, it is. I, I think it could explain quicker, because there is that moment where you're going, <laughs> no. but I thought. Oh, you've made a mistake, Mr. Garland. <laughs> (laughs) I'm afraid uh, it's not what you've offered here. But yeah, Caleb goes, it's going to be even better than that because you can see she's a machine and she's still going to think you're going to think she's got got a consciousness. So. uh, When you
3: cross that, I I get it because I thought, I'm not going to buy this. And he's like, no, if if you could just hear her, she'd pass and that's not the test. And I was like, oh, do you know what? I do buy that. That's brilliant. Mm, So then I thought one of them was going to say, you might think that in order to determine if she was human, I would need an expert on human behaviour, such as a psychiatrist or a psychologist but what i've got is a computer expert so what and now i'm asking a computer expert to feel so i could just have anyone feeling couldn't i but then so i thought one of them was going to say but no i need a computer person because of xyz but then caleb comes up with all this you know jargony stuff later that i was like oh i understand in the ruse that's happening i buy the idea that you would be drafted in as a computer person rather than where is the human person do you know what i mean Mm.
1: Yeah, yeah. We, uh, you, you, you're, you're suggesting that Caleb needs convincing as to why he's been brought yes. here. Which ties into the little bit later where Caleb goes, you weren't just randomly picked, you were chosen yeah. because you're the, a genius coder. <laughs> turning him into a kind of prophet for Caleb's god. Yes. Yeah. All right, then. Uh, well, we meet Alicia Vikander as Ava. Uh, it, it fundamentally very quickly I'm not going to go into the VFX because I watched a documentary about it and while interesting I I can't do it justice but it's very interesting congrats on their Oscar Uh, the metal part of a robot is a costume that's not VFX. Only the mm. see-through bits. I was that—that that surprised me. I thought the whole thing was. I think so, she looks same, amazing. Same with Bennett in Commando. <laughs> <laughs> um, I
4: think
3: she looks good, and I think it still
4: looks really good. It's remarkable, yeah. yeah. And seeing that on a cinema screen was something else. You mm. just couldn't take your eyes off the
1: parts. Yep, <laughs> It's incredible. <laughs> Sounds weird saying that out loud. <laughs> <sighs> do you think you'd be a Caleb? How do you mean? I mean, do you think like if you were sort of, you know, checking out her parts, she'd be like. I could. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm more intrigued by what's not there. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I any... have nothing to say. <laughs> You're more intrigued by what's not there. So it's like what's missing. How's she Lashy... moving? Oh, okay. Sorry, not like the fact yeah. that she's not got any hair. Like if I found no. you in a, a dark no. room with a wig. No, I like I like shaved head. Okay, got you, got you, got you. Got you. Clearly. <laughs> Okay, so Caleb is literally from the off in L-O-V-E. He wants to do kissing on Ava immediately. Um, We can talk more about Ava in a bit because right now Caleb is uh, saying to Nathan, he's not writing the history of man. Yes. But the history of gods. Mm -hmm. Um, Which Nathan, as I said earlier, turns into, Caleb looked up to me and said, you're not a man, you're a god. Uh, So if Nathan wasn't already a (laughs) rampant narcissist, Caleb has now dialed that up to eleven. Uh, he asks Caleb what he thinks of Ava, and Caleb gives a really sciencey y answer. Uh, Nathan is like, no, what do you think of her? And when Caleb says she's amazing... Mm. Now, on my first you watch... What you, no, he says not what you think, what do you feel about yes. her? Yeah, and Caleb says she's amazing. So on my first watch, I thought Nathan was still just, like, fishing for compliments there and wanting Caleb to be impressed by the AI he's created. Okay, But clearly, I think at this point, he was wanting to check that all his data mining on exactly. caleb's porn history yeah had actually worked have you got a semi
4: yeah
3: the thing is when he's like did you access my porn profile and it's like is why is your porn profile who has
4: a porn
1: profile who
3: watches you it's history
1: it's the, 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 your porn profile is right. your history it's not like you go on pornhub and you go this is my name yeah, but oh, no, no no he's I just had access, a he's accessed his porn okay. history to see the, the what the women look like five why is she
3: wearing a dress from marx and spencers and a baggy cardie I just, when he, she's twisting her, she's it's meant to show she's nervous. It's, she's got a baggy card and she's twisting it because you think, oh, that's cute. She's nervous. And then he's like, do you saw my porn thing? It's like, I don't understand what you've been watching that he can go get that cardie on. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it's a rich and varied tapestry, I imagine, out there.
4: I mean, well, she has Nathan, to put Nathan clothes on. Yeah, she she has to put clothes on to sort of feminise herself. Yeah, and also and she can't so... put on sort of PVC because <laughs> then it's it's a set, then he's gonna it's gonna see the setup, isn't it?
1: Yes. So he's just. <laughs> yeah, she just needs to wear clothes so he can then watch her take the clothes oh, off. Yeah, that's
3: a weird. Like scene. like
1: he's watching a woman undress, despite the fact she's just taking off clothes and revealing a robot like, chassis underneath. <laughs> chassis. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's true, though. It is.
1: It is. Caleb's all kinds of wrong in this. Um, so, Nathan's delusion, uh, this is where it all starts to uh, become uh, about Nathan being a bit of a fucking misogynist. Mm. Uh, he starts talking to Caleb about how uh, mm. he's a god because he's taken something that men can't do, which is reproduce, create life and mm-hmm. now he he Nathan has managed to create life. Yeah. So he is like a god. Misogynistic god at that.
3: Well, I wonder. Let's we can get into it. Like so you know we talked before about are men jealous that they can't create in the same way that some women can create? And is that the root of a lot of uh, troubles and violence and all the rest of it? But if he's like, yeah, I nailed it, that doesn't necessarily make him a misogynist because he's just—he's not like, I hate women and I did that. He's just like, I want to do that and now I have.
1: Yeah, but I think the way he sort of says it, it's, I think it's. I think in this instance, it's down to the performance and maybe everything that's gone before. I think the implication is like I've have removed something special from women, okay, and now I can do it myself. Yeah, think, okay. Okay. And
4: the issue is I've created a submissive Asian woman who I'm not allowing to speak. Yes, mm-hmm. and so it's it's. So, what reason are you doing this for? And yeah, it's. And then it gets sticky because I think that's the person when I was talking about who said this film is sexist. They were saying by creating a character like that, that's a sexist thing to do.
3: But oh I see so they were saying the, f- the film is sexist not the character is sexist
4: yes oh I see and I was saying no the, the character is and the film is anti that and so it's... oh
3: I see I see but yeah, by okay. just
4: putting that on screen are you just making things, this, things worse. worse yeah okay so it's it's complicated I think in this film yeah so, uh, well, uh, sorry Alex you don't have to speak okay <laughs> <laughs> Do you know, I'm just... Do what you what a bit for- when they did Ghostbusters? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was great. That was so good. Really but not. he describes, it in that scene, he describes a, 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 a ghost giving oral sex to Dan Aykroyd. So, that's what he took away from Ghostbusters. So he's a pervert. Is, he's a pervert. Because
3: of that, and he's like, oh yeah, you're not seeing it. So I was like, oh my God. Um, yeah, um, a ghost gives Dan Aykroyd a blowjob. I was like, oh, okay, that's where this is going. You're so creepy and awful, Nathan. And Caleb, to me on this view, seems a bit out of his depth. The final test is you have to sleep with her. And don't worry about consent because she's a robot. And that's the final test of do you believe she's human or not? Because you're in quite what's well, a good guy? So if her consent is a real thing, she can make informed consent and she chooses to withhold her consent. Can he do it anyway? Because he can switch that bit of his brain off. and gosh, she's just a machine. Don't care. Because he gets what he wants. And then that becomes really naughty and complicated mm-hmm. because... If she is a real girl and she doesn't give her consent, then she's passed the test and she's she is AI and every, and everything's brilliant. But Caleb might ruin that for humanity by going, I just really want to sleep with her, so mm-hmm. can we just pretend she's a machine for five minutes and the consent is therefore not an issue? And I was like, that's where we're going. And then it didn't really go... Oh, did it? I don't know. It didn't, did no. it? No. It swerved that.
4: Yeah. Okay. Ended but That on. would have been great. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think the consent conversation came up. No, I don't think it did. I mean, it's just... Uh, these girls are programmed to give Nathan consent. That's mm. how that's how he's built them. Yeah. Um Yeah, it's grim.
1: Ava session two. She asked Caleb about himself. Are you married? Is your status single? She's flirting with him. Caleb gives up all this info. Already he's like acting like he doesn't want to be rude, as you would with a person as opposed to a machine. He's already treating her more like a person because, you know, yeah, he's being true. polite yeah. as opposed to just going, I'm not answering that. Yeah. So we got a power cut. Nathan is not your friend. <laughs> so uh, even watching this myself the second time, I'm like, cool, Ava knows something about Nathan. And it's mad because you were then Caleb. As the audience, you're like, I'm starting to forget that this character is a machine. yeah, yeah. And actually thinking this character, this human character in this plot knows something when it's, all she is is Nathan's programming. So she can't know anything that Nathan hasn't instilled in her already. Yes. So it's mad because you are convinced that she's human yeah but he's also already getting blinded as well by his feelings towards her Caleb is yeah but what I'm talking about is us as the audience sort of like thinking that Ava knows more than like Mm. she's letting on I hadn't thought about that so we get an awkward dinner you mentioned Kyoko already Mm. spilling wine she's Japanese she doesn't speak a word of English clearly Nathan hasn't given her the ability to talk because again he just wants uh, women for servitude and sex um nice moment here. Did you spot it where Caleb's obviously struggling with the chopsticks, whereas uh, Nathan is really great with them? No, I didn't. Just a sort of a divide, yeah. showing their divide in terms of, would you call it class? I don't know if it's class or upbringing or privilege. It's just
3: money. Yeah, yeah money.
1: Think. Money, because Caleb can't use them. Ava, session three, uh, we learn if she got out, she'd visit a traffic intersection, that's important. <laughs> uh,
4: we also learnt, though, that Nathan had turned on every camera microphone in the world... Yes. Uh, over that dinner which is one of those frightening things that we're all vaguely aware of that mm. hasn't been used in movies yet I liked so. that a lot yeah because yeah. we know it's like happening it. we know it's happening and, and he's, he's put it in
3: that here. for me was enough of the chalkboard bit as in yeah. the equivalent I didn't need that little brain in his hand for him to yes. go oh it's magic or whatever yeah
4: because that chucks up more questions than it answers I think because it's not real yeah and here's it's some gel so- that's a brain and I'm like what, what? <laughs> whereas when
3: he's like oh yeah do you know what I turned it all on you'd be like yeah. oh
1: fuck yeah, Okay, they, were, they have
4: been listening
1: oh <laughs> <laughs> like 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 in uh the dark knight good So... <laughs> oh yeah that bit, Yeah, you're yeah, 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 right is right, right, right. good all right good um Caleb, uh, starts to um understand uh, that nathan is up to something perhaps with him he starts to ask why he made ava a female since robots don't need sex And so Nathan starts on this kind of inane justification to begin with about how uh, if one has life, they might as well enjoy it. Um, And that is facilitated by the possession of sex and sexuality. Uh, But that quickly uh, dissolves into um, the fact that he's given us sex parts uh, so you can just have sex with them. Yeah. Although he says he hasn't because he has a paternal relationship with her mm. but in his words yes she can fuck. Yeah, and and, and, <laughs> and it, no
4: dad and, should say that. And and she'll
1: enjoy it. Mm. Yes exactly. So she
3: is I, I can't remember I mean that all depends as well that's very so she's been programmed to pretend to enjoy but, it.
4: Yeah there's, in the gap that he's created for her there's something in there that will yeah. give bring her sort of
1: whatever those pleasure things Irrespective are Irrespective of brain. what's okay. Yes. But um, obviously I mean the real purpose about doing this was be to you know Make sure Caleb was susceptible to Ava being human. And also, she's, it's the magician's hot assistant thing. Yes. It's this idea mm. that uh, she's a distraction that keeps him from judging the AI rationally. Mm, a diversion tactic. Mm. And it's also, I think th- this is meant to be a comment on how both Caleb and Nathan... are are, are scientists who sort of have this logical sort of science brain. They're interested in science Mm. and advancing humanity. And yet both of them are still totally Mm. vulnerable to their sexual desires. Obsessed with it. Mm. Yeah. So for Ava session four, uh, we get to make sure here that uh, the power cuts are being orchestrated by Ava. 100% here. Because we see Nathan... And the power goes off and he's standing by his big board of pictures and notes and everything. Post-it notes. I love a post-it note. Mm -hmm. He's not by his computer and it happens just like that. So I think that's meant to suggest that that Ava is doing it.
3: I I liked the beat because it made me relax. Because I was like, oh, at least I could, you know. But then I felt a bit cheated because it's like I would rather a bit more doubt at that point. So she she says, it's definitely me, no one needs to worry, it's all fine. Because you don't know what's going to happen, which is she's got her own agenda. Mm. You, as the viewer, are like, oh, okay, so he's not being tricked or filmed or double-crossed or whatever, whatever. So it's a good beat in that you can relax, and in some ways it's maybe... It maybe kind of undercut to what could have been some really exciting tension for further down the line. What's,
1: what's there? what does she say? What is she doing? She's, is it does she mention recharging her batteries or it's something? Stupid! Some...
3: It's basically equivalent of I put my fingers in the socket and it all yeah, blows. And,
1: and yet she never does that when it happens.
3: No, and also she's been doing it for ages. Mm. And you're there. You're, you know, you're so into this film that you're like, why has he not got a? separate grid for the cameras the cameras are so important to him mm. which is why the thing later it's like i don't know, It just runs out of steam i just found it
1: frustrating caleb's now fantasizing about him and Ava being free we get confirmation that nathan definitely have sex with has sex with Kyoko. um uh, so he's a bad one um, is he though well, is, is he yeah. yeah is he i mean
3: she looks sad at the end when she's like, "I can't talk, kill him," kind of thing. So then you know he's bad. It's does it depend it, on whether or not you figured out if she's a robot? Yes, or Yes. If
4: you think she's a person, it's bad. If yeah. you don't think she's a person, it's not bad. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's like a it's like it's a, a vibrator. It's a vibrator yeah,
3: that makes you dinner.
1: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah, sure. Sure. We get the dance routine. It's amazing it's really good you tore up her picture I'm going to tear up the dance floor
3: yeah. why but then why not it begs the
4: question I love it yeah I mean his life looks pretty good yeah <laughs> drinking dancing and that lady Apart from, again
3: this is and I understand that this says so much more about me but he's like oh I've just been drinking I've just been hitting the drinks I've just been drinking it's like you're just drinking beer fucking hell sort yourself out
1: no he hits the vodka later yeah. on he gets onto yeah. he he the vodka and I think it does come out of self-loathing mm-hmm. Yeah. So he puts the next part of his plan into action, does Nathan, telling Caleb that the next AI model will be the one, that he's going to get rid of Ava, that he's going to get rid of her, wipe her brain, format her, and all the rest of it, and we'll continue talking about that. What does that say, Chris? Break. Let's take one. We are back. A Weird question. Why does he keep all his previous robots in, in, his, wardrobe. in the wardrobe around his bed?
3: Because Alex Garland thinks it looks cool.
1: Right, fine. I don't know. I can't. I, it's. I find it just weird. It's, it feels like a stupid thing.
3: So, thematically, later, she will skin them for clothes. Yep. Oh, great. Um, at this point in the film, you're like, it just looks cool. And it does look cool. And it does look creepy. In terms of it being a research facility, you would either need the parts. Yeah. You would get rid of them. Yep. Or you keep them somewhere else. Unless he likes to just lie on the bed. Open those doors and just—I don't know—talk to them or something weird. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I couldn't find a good reason for it. I, I, I think it makes. I think it. I think your first answer was correct. I think Alex Garland goes. That looks that fucking looks weird. Awesome. <laughs> that looks mad. Let's do that. <laughs> so, number six, Ava session six. Caleb is now going to help Ava escape. She's passed the Turing test for sure right now, as far as Caleb is concerned. Yeah, uh, I didn't like in the last one Nathan telling Caleb
4: who. Oppenheimer is I feel like yeah. Caleb's Smart enough to know Who Oppenheimer is If someone tells you That quote Yeah You're not going to be like Who
3: And then also what? there's a, I mean, This is me I'm just being I know what I'm being like But then when, he, when Caleb arrives He's listening to Enola Gay And it's like Oh is it the atomic bomb It's like for hmm. fuck's sake man. Like I get it like, I just I don't need it like, It's on the nose Yeah
1: uh, so uh, I really love the bit in the kitchen where Caleb tries to get Nathan to have a drink So I hated it because really? it's such
3: rubbish trickery Is it? but then I suppose is it meant to be he's like well let's drink to that yeah. and then he weirdly doesn't fall for that cunning ruse <laughs> <laughs> like, I was like you're an idiot and you also for me as a viewer we are now repeating a beat which you know I cannot bear because we've had a night on the vodka and he got smashed and then he sort of you know couldn't understand what was going on mm. and now we're just going to do the same thing again
1: yeah, yeah. of course. Sorry, I skipped a very important bit where Caleb got him drunk the night before mm. uh, and took a look at all his old files. That's a dark bit. Oh, that's
3: really scary. Yeah, when does that one go, why, why won't you let me out, though? Why yeah. won't you let me out? And let me out! Then smashing <laughs> her hands up. It's really scary. Yeah. And then cutting
4: himself up in the mirror. It's
1: Yes, Yes. checking if it's real. I didn't like that. Oh, I loved
3: it. Really? Yeah, because, again, reading too much into it, when Ava's like, tell me about yourself. He's like, my parents died in a car crash. It's like, fucking really? Like, you are a non-person. That is script shorthand for... I couldn't be fucking bothered. So it made him seem not real. And I was like, that's such a bullshit backstory. It, it happens in movies all the time. It very rarely happens in real life. Hmm. And he's like, I was el- it was 11 years ago. And it's like, you'd be a fucking mess. <laughs> like you were in the car. You saw your parents die in front of you. And yet you are the top coder of whatever. No, but, I was like, but he's okay, not, is he? No, but oh. I was like, okay, that's cool because that's not real. So then you're checking that you're you in the mirror because you're suddenly like, my parents died in a car crash. No, they didn't. I'm a robot. And then it's like, oh, because you love her because you're a
1: robot of course do you think in what what's this been five days six days you'd have got to the point where you would go you'd go i could be a robot i just could be no, no it's <laughs> I, I just thought it was silly i, I love the idea that he's like oh my god what if i'm a robot but i'm like what i thought we were
4: but leaning think, into but it haven't you, i mean does does kyoko know she's a robot it
3: feels like she does at the end doesn't it i don't know is, no, that because, I
4: is that because Ava told her?
3: Yeah. Oh, yeah, she um, whispers to her, doesn't she?
4: Yeah, yeah. and so I, I, I wonder Interesting. if... Interesting, you think she whispers, by the way, you're a
3: fucking robot <laughs> too. <laughs> kill him. Um,
1: well,
4: I, I think don't you're know.
3: You're so special, uh, you're also a
1: robot. I think, I think if she... No, could, she says the kill him thing. I think her is she'd be like, whoa, come <laughs> 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 I think she says the kill him thing. I think she says the kill him yeah, thing, yeah, yeah, but yeah. I think I, I think Kyoko knows she's a robot. I, 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 I'm throughout. just... I, I think you could get to a point.
4: I, I felt like the first time I watched this, I was questioning every character if they were a robot yeah I was, he was questioning Nathan uh, at one point Caleb I was definitely questioning obviously everyone else is
1: yeah yeah uh, okay I I, I I found it a little bit like wow but then it works because he's he's clearly gone mad because he is like d- double crossing the only other human there for a machine at this point and mm. this is completely fine to him yes. so and would, would he be doing that if
4: she was some bloke that's no. a good point. And I think that's the, that's the issue with Caleb. I think he's only doing it because he's seeing oh, a future. See. He's yeah. seeing a sexual future for him when this Oh, person... but even
3: what you said before, even if you take the sex out... Oh, is sex always in this? The, the, the white be... saviour thing. Like, I can rescue you and that will make me feel good, mm-hmm. irrespective of whether or not sex is on the agenda. Mm.
4: And I'm not sure he is doing this in quite this way or going to these extremes if it's, if it's
1: just a dude in there. Yeah. Definitely not. 100% he's not. Okay. He's stinking with little Caleb. <laughs> and that's really, why
4: that's why he's a, he's he's you
1: know exactly he's not great he ain't um, does that answer your question earlier when you were like I think he's alright
3: yeah it's really interesting because I suppose I'd have to watch it again he just seems like such a good guy um, but he seems a bit of where I where I couldn't quite get on board with his character is I don't see why she's so lovable to you oh so shaggable to be honest like and i think he i think he loves her as well as wants to have sex with her because i think if he wanted just to have sex with her he probably just would but try to imagine
4: if you're looking at someone that based on your porn history could not be more perfect for your tastes yes that's what that's what we're dealing with here he's not just seeing you know robot lady he's seeing this this thing that's been designed specifically for everything that yeah, uh,
3: but then he doesn't seem lustful in the moment. He seems it seems like a, a different emotion. So
1: because I think he really because she talks to him like it's oh not... like they're going to go out. Kind yeah, of yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, right. Because she actually engages yeah, just... with him in a, in quite a, in a is slightly a, childlike is way. this a date. Mm. Yeah, yeah. In slight a very sort of slightly childlike way, and it's it's clearly a situation that Caleb's not used to because he's sort of he's he's in the in the sort of assertive man role, which clearly doesn't sit well with him, and yet yeah. she's sort of like. um uh, being sub- uh, submissive to mm-hmm. him, and it's it's fascinating because like suddenly it becomes real to him. Like yeah. a rela- it becomes a relationship, not a sex object.
3: Yeah. Okay. No, I see that. Yeah.
1: So Nathan tells Caleb the big question here when he refuses the drink. He says, "Does Ava actually like you, or is she pretending to like you because she sees you as a means of escape?" Mm-hmm. Falls on deaf ears. Yes. Doesn't change a thing. And then Nathan reveals he knows all about Caleb's plan thanks to his secret camera. Jesus Christ, try
3: again. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I know, I know, I know, I know. Do you find it all right though? Does it not you I think I, I again. wrote I
1: wrote down I look, I just wrote Hmm <laughs> I just it was sort of like I was fine with it, but I was like, I'm just gonna go with it. But it's the bit where look Look what's happening in the background. There I am. Bang! Putting a secret camera on. But you yeah, what where are you looking? That's right, the foreground, because I ripped something up. Mm-hmm.
3: Ah. And the camera stays there. It's so,
1: it, it, do you know what it is? It's Now You See Me level up. Oh, one. and I hate that film. <laughs> I and just, I love that film.
3: I know. It's just because she, I this, everything it's gone, I go into it with my brain, like ready for everything and I'm, into it and i'm overthinking everything and she has said oh you seem stressed or whatever and he's like how would you know i can read micro expressions so i was like okay human beings can read micro expressions but we're not conscious that we can read them because we just don't we just like something feels off that's just human nature Mm. she's a computer so she can when she says i see them she literally sees them so she definitely sees the camera so it just annoyed me
1: well It's all fun and games to Nathan at this point because he has planned this all. Oh, He goes, my friend, your head has been well and truly fucked with. And he's laughing. He's got a smile on his face. This is all his plan coming together. He tells Caleb he was really picked because he's a loser and that he was the real rat in the maze. And he wants to see if Ava could convince Caleb to help her. That's twist one. But Hwami! Twist two is when Caleb goes, I figured out what you were really doing. And so I did everything the night before. Mm-hmm. I've done it already. Oscar Isaacs is great in this moment. I think he's great in this full stop. I do too, yeah. But that bit where he's like, duh, what? And yeah, the
3: swing, smartest spring. man in the world. Mm. Got
1: tricks. Exactly. And so Ava is out. Nathan finally loses his cool, punches Caleb, grabs a bit of weightlifting equipment. I I don't know whether this is just me sort of reaching for things, but it's just interesting that the thing he tries to use to kill Ava is something that would mean nothing to a machine, but that men need to be strong. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Gym equipment. (laughs) So we see Ava whispering to Kyoko, and this is uh, the only moment, I think, in the film where we see two women converse. Okay. Uh, Two AIs. Robot women. Two robot women. Are they women?
3: So why is so do you, do you, is there an answer to this question? Why is she super strong? She's pinned him to the floor. She's stronger than he is. He's he, we, he's made a big point of saying, "Look how strong I am." I'm doing the punching bag thing. I've got weights everywhere. All she's made
4: she's made of metal.
3: Yeah, but why make her strong? You don't need to make her strong. Why would you design a robot that's stronger than you if you thought one That is what you're
4: getting up to in bed? That's <laughs> the point. <laughs> she might be juggling him.
3: <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, that, more to the point. That's
1: wow. The, the imagery that comes with that of a robot <laughs> juggling three men, sort of. <laughs> oh! <laughs> <laughs> but literally juggling yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no sex. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but then also, this, again, my understanding of science is scant. She's strong. And then he smashes her hand off. So what is she made of that makes her strong? She hasn't got... She doesn't burn energy. I, I don't understand the mechanics of it. And I found it frustrating.
1: Well, have you ever built a robot with wetware? Mm. Wetware,
3: wet <laughs> gross. <laughs> but maybe I've misheard it because I, I didn't want to rewind it.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I can't right. either confirm or You deny. can't speak to that. I, I don't know whether wetware is what she's made of. But either <laughs> way, she's strong and she breaks. Fact. <laughs> so... Uh, I read this, obviously, you're going to know I read this, uh, but apparently uh, them two talking, huh? right? them two talking and then killing Nathan, uh, relates to Virginia Woolf's argument in a room of one's own about women requiring a creative space of their own to express themselves devoid of patriarchal intrusion and restriction.
3: Okay, I know it, but and? I didn't... Well, it's about having your own space.
1: That's what, you, that's what you just said yeah
3: but she leaves the space so
1: no but she's at the space of kyoko and ava that moment they get together oh
3: right sorry yes okay you yeah fuck. what we can what we can achieve when we, we get five fucking minutes <laughs> <laughs> to ourselves
4: right stab him in the back yeah
3: yeah but then he's stronger than kyoko so he built her not to be as strong as he did because he smashes her head off with a with the, the bar doesn't he
1: yeah, I mean I once again I, I've never built a robot either. So I mean I'm reaching here, but this is a this is how these robots work. They're strong. But they break. But they can be smashed. <laughs> but they're brittle.
3: They're strong and brittle. Strong and brittle. Okay. They're basically like gin, it,
1: gingerbread. That's what you write in the script. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, uh, Nathan dies. Uh, I love his last line. I really hate the way the knife slides in. It feels yeah. really, really good. Oh, it's awesome. It's yeah. really good. It feels like that's how it would actually happen if yeah. we were really sharp. Knife. It's like
3: through butter. It's gross. Yeah. I like the fact that he says to Ava because it makes it, it's all so upsetting if he has been having sex with her he says,
1: go back to your room, which is what you say to a child. Yeah. It's gross. Yeah, I don't know if he has been having sex with Ava. Certainly, he had sex with Kyoko, as we know, but I don't think he has been having sex with Ava. No, I think it would spoil his experiment. Mm. It it would endanger his experiment if he did it.
3: Yes. What is his experiment?
4: And
1: also, Ava's not whether Ava can convince Caleb to help her escape.
3: Okay, so he's he's treading the fine line because the experiment is: Are you going to try and break out of here? But I definitely don't want you to break out of here. Is that the the experiment? At what point does he go? We're done.
1: Oh, that's a really good point. What you mean is, what if it had all gone to plan? What would the end end result have been? Yes. I think it would have been, he would have assumed that Caleb was trying to double cross him, get him drunk and be like, aha, Mm -hmm. so you've fallen for Ava's plan. Yeah. But it was only because Caleb did it the night before that he's like, doi.
3: Okay. So he's an idiot.
1: Yeah. That's again, too much vodka. Uh, Yeah. The knife going in is nasty. Uh, Although I do love his, his last words are great. Great last words are important. Have you you picked yours? (laughs) No. Oh, I, I think... Fucking unreal. It's pretty good. I like it.
3: I would say say something nice and soothing, like, it's beautiful, and then I'm gone. And that would just make everyone feel nice.
1: (laughs) No, do the opposite. Go go the other way. No! It's dark out here, and there are demons everywhere.
3: Can you imagine if you had the wherewithal to do it? It would be so funny. (laughs) I don't want out! God's a woman!
4: Strange thing here, um, so after Nathan dies, it flashes up on screen, Ava Session 7.
3: Yes. yes.
4: But the sessions have finished, as far as we know it. So were the sessions <clears> always from her point of view? Oh, that's interesting.
1: Oh, yeah. that's good.
4: Yeah, I think that's what it can be, because this, we thought the sessions were the, those in the room. Um, I thought oh, it for, They were yeah. Caleb's sessions yeah. with her,
1: but now... The, the, they've stopped. Interesting. I thought it was just a fun a, a funny thing on the film's part sort of going this is sort of session 7 but it, it ain't what the it ain't what uh, the sessions should have been. Okay. We're calling it session 7 mm-hmm. but she's fucking doing her own thing now. Yeah. Uh so she builds a human skin Pinocchio. She's a real girl now. Uh let's talk about this ending then. So, she locks Caleb in and she buggers off, and we actually see her expressing uh, what looks like happiness as she looks out and starts to see the trees and everything, Mm. the outside of the bunker. So, what do we think of what this ending actually means? Because uh, the reading that I've gone with is this. She's used Caleb to stage her escape. She has succeeded in doing that, which is why... She is happy because she was programmed to try and escape by Nathan. Right. So her escaping and her emotion of happiness is part of her programming because she succeeded in the mission Nathan had set her. She the mission she ever left, which again must be programming. She would visit a traffic intersection, which she does. Mm-hmm. And the last shot in the movie, we see her leaving the traffic section intersection. So. The reading of the film I've gone with is she was programmed to escape by Nathan. <laughs> she escapes, goes to a traffic section intersection, as Nathan um, uh, programmed her to do. And so at that point, she's completed everything. So when we see her walking away from the traffic intersection, it's not to go and explore the world. It's to probably just return to the Bunker, because well, we she's done what she was programmed to do. She is not the but how sentient much is she, AI that we thought she was. But how she's much not. is she
4: learning as we go
1: along? She's learning
4: as she talks to Caleb. Um, I, 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 I'm not clear on how she's been learning stuff. Has she had access to any of the internet? She's had magazines. Like, what has she learned along the way? Mm. But I think she is the singularity that Nathan said she isn't earlier in the film, you and you guys said she wasn't. I think he underestimated her, and I think this is the beginning of the end of the world, her... Her moving through our planet. I would like. I would like that to be the ending. That's what. That's what I read it as. And 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 as may happen to us when it does happen, he we we might underestimate and think we have this this AI under control when we didn't.
3: I mean, it's because it's a bit older now, but I don't think with AI. Um... It, you, I don't think the programmer would say, and your actual dream is to go to a traffic intersection, I think AI could think of it for itself. Mm. And that doesn't make it human, but it makes it sound human. So I think you could say to AI, what's your, what would be your best day out? And it would come up with something that would sound quite clever as in, well, you tell, rather than saying you tell me or whatever. Because that is a smart answer if what you enjoy is human behaviour. So I don't think the traffic intersection thing is her going, I've completed my mission. I think mm. she's going there because she wants to. Mm.
4: Has she seen a photo of a traffic intersection in one of the magazines? Like this is, this is what I'm not clear on. You're saying that that was programmed. That was her mission to get there. That's yeah. the end game. But I, I, I just I wonder what she has learned and what is something, stuff that she's picked up along the way versus
1: what she's been told. That's interesting. I mean, I, I guess that's an unanswerable question and yeah. it really does leave it open-ended and up for interpretation because we are never we are, we are never told, really, apart from by Nathan, who may have misjudged her, whether she has the ability to you know, think for herself or whether she is a machine that has been programmed to do this one task, she thinks for which her, is escape the facility. She, she thinks for herself when she tells Kyoko to help her kill Nathan no she doesn't because nathan prevents her escaping the facility potentially and so with the help of someone else she can overpower nathan and still just fulfill this one device this one program she has been given she never does anything in the film outside of try and escape the facility which is what nathan has programmed her to do so he's
3: responsible for the power cuts all along then because half of the ruse
4: which does itself
3: doesn't it Half of the ruse is we have five minutes where he can't hear us and I'm going to tell you the truth, which makes yeah, him want to rescue you. I,
4: I was thinking that when you guys were talking about it, that the power cuts are Nathan, not her. Interesting. Um, so, you know, talking about the, the sexist reading of this film, like, certainly reading around it, there is an issue in cinema that all, almost all women robots are sexual beings, and it male robots are never. And I was, i was really trying. I found so many, there's so many women robots where this is the case. And I could find one and a half male <laughs> robots. So there's gigolo Joe in AI, you know, it's great. Yeah, yeah. And then this is as far as I got finding, trying to find another one. Uh, is Russell Crowe in virtuosity
1: a sexual <laughs> being? I think he's quite sexual.
3: He is. You know, yes. in his green
1: suit. And he's his definitely. he had sex with the, the other AI, the woman AI. Yeah, yeah. but okay. it's
3: not. There's so much about sex, it's about availability, isn't it? So Russell Crowe in virtuosity is sexual, but isn't necessarily available. Whereas Kyoko is the, you know, no, couldn't sure. be more available. But it was
4: just like from Metropolis to Blade Runner, to, <laughs> to all these science fiction films, the the, the, the replicants, the robots. And who the, is
3: it, in, even in Blade Runner, what's the, the snake dancer, yeah. Zora? Yeah. She was a soldier, but yeah. how she yeah. kicks it when she's a civilian is she's a stripper.
4: So, so you know, is it is it sexist that this so-called woman in this film, the only way out of her situation is to use her sexuality? Or is that because Nathan's world is sex, that's all she knows is sexuality, and therefore she's going to use the one thing that she knows could work on Kayla Against them. Against him.
3: Yeah. Is that sexist, are you asking? Well,
4: this is is what I kept going around in circles on, because people are saying it is, and then I'm saying, well...
3: It's really thorny because, you know, when we sometimes how you diffuse sort of, you know, any kind of stride and whatever it's to go. Oh, you know, like, oh, hey, it's not a girl power. Oh, no, if you want to be sexy, you do it. You use it against them and the rest of it. It's like, yeah, that's fine. But everything is like within the same. You're still you're still going to bump against the boundaries of what's possible, I think. Whereas some people are like, but then, you know, we're all very complicated people. It's like, no, you can enjoy these things and use these things and find your power in these things and all the rest of it. If she's using it against them, then fine. I think uh, it's it's a reflection,
4: isn't it essentially a reflection of how society operates?
3: Well, but we have this argument a lot, don't we? Because what mm. film did I get cross about where it's, he was like, oh, I'm just reflecting society. And it's like you, you, what film was it? It's was like, you, it's a dream world. You can do whatever you want. you oh Blade Runner 2049 Yeah. where Denis Villeneuve was like oh it's just how it is and it's like you literally 50 years in the fucking future whatever you do something else mm. oh, that made me cross I think
4: it was I found a quote from Wired who said um, the only female lead in your movie is one whose function is to turn the male lead on while being in a position to be turned off <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that says a lot about what you think about the value of women in films. Yeah. Now I don't know if that's being harsh, where he's uh, it's 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 Alex Garland reflecting. Well, this is our society. This is what happens in films. This is
3: yeah. I mean, you'll always sneak it past me because I'm just so hung up on tiny script edits that I don't really look at the wider picture. Okay, it didn't. I didn't come away from that film being like, what a sexist piece of shit. Okay, that was. it's
4: interesting. Yeah, it was. It was, and and racism was also something that was aimed yes. at it for for the presentation of 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 Kyoko, but. In both respects, I just, I feel like it's, um, you know, this is about the men. Yeah. This is about how awful men are. Yeah. Yeah. Should have been called men. <laughs> Coming up soon.
1: <laughs> All right. Any more for any more? No. No. Let's do the bits. Okay. Uh, best scene, Chris. The dance. <laughs> I'll join in the dance it's, it's uh, this, fantastic the dance it's yeah. <laughs> amazing isn't it three three. it's so
3: good
4: just
1: brilliant it
3: just feels so upsetting but you are like join in with that
1: <laughs> I'd, I'd get in the middle of that sandwich
3: yeah, I mean well you can't go anywhere else there's drinks she's a fantastic dancer We yep.
1: need to learn the dance for our next live show <laughs> next live show <laughs> next live show let's do this dance at the end
3: definitely that'll
1: be fun That'll be fun. Uh, All right. MVW Victoria.
3: It's either... I'm not being facetious. The house. The the hotel in Norway carved Mm. into the rock. I love the house. Um, I just think it's uh, very good. Um, I think Oscar Isaac is really good. Um... But he plays good drunk. I don't know. I just... I don't know. It's difficult because he's really good at maybe, I think, pushing against the limits of that character, which is crazy rich Silicon Valley billionaire kind of thing. Um, And I think Alicia Vikander is also amazing. And then I just get a bit lost because, like, am I supposed to understand why Caleb is so attracted to her? Because I don't get it. And the porn thing I don't think is enough because she looks very innocent. Mm. Um, And then maybe that's the sort of porn he's into, but that's never really delved into. It doesn't need to be. Okay. Um... So I, I'm going to choose... I, I, yeah, I couldn't decide when I wrote this, so I'm going to choose Alicia Vikander.
1: Oh, yeah? Yeah. Why?
3: Because I think she's very good as a robot.
4: Okay, <laughs> good. Chris? Well, I had the hotel was going to be Did my, really my maybe. It? I yeah. felt like a bit of a dick. But... But no, no. Um, uh, but I'm going to go with um, the special and visual effects team on this film, of which there were many people. I mean, the fact they won the Academy Award over The Force Awakens... Is amazing wow, yeah, and is amazing. yeah, this and and I mean, you said it hasn't dated. It's it's nearly ten years old now. This film, um, I just think she's an absolute wonder to look at, and mm. so that's my answer.
1: Okay, I'm going for Oscar Isaac because I just think he's great. I love it when he's drinking beer in the dark and he's like, "Who are you going to call?" <laughs> 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 like, they had to credit. They had to credit Ghostbusters. Yeah, Can you end, imagine my yeah. reaction?
3: I was like, "What
1: the <laughs> yeah. fuck?" Dan, Dan has six of the ghosts Ghost Ghostbusters in it. I feel like I've done that at some point. It feels like something like where you wake up and you just like... Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters, man. <laughs> don't know, don't know, come on, who are you going to call? It's from fucking Ghostbusters. Give me another beer. Uh, right, what would you change, Chris? Um, I think you
4: could fix some of the film problems by making Nathan gay and having him sleep with man bots. Yeah. I think it would, um, it would even up some of the sexual politics going on. But also, in my belief that this is the singularity taking place... Yeah. Uh, I also think it would be great if Ava, once she'd fixed herself, then fixed uh, Kyoto and took her with her. Okay. Yeah. Do you?
1: Does anyone want Caleb? What do we think happens to Caleb? He just dies. I think he starves
3: it? to death. Yeah, really? yeah. You don't yeah. think
1: anyone comes to rescue him? You don't think they go? They but then, come,
3: what about his buddy? The yeah, one, he, he was. What's happening You happened, can believe that his
4: friend would go find yeah. him. The point is, having watched it a second, third time, I don't care about him anymore. Whereas the first time, I felt sorry for him.
1: Yeah. <laughs> do you not think that if if it was the singularity, if Ava was evolving quickly, then any chance that Caleb might survive to tell anyone? Would mean that she'd have to kill him as opposed to the fact that she just seals him in there because her only mission is to escape. Hmm. So, again, it's not, it could, it's an argument for it not being the singularity because I think it depends what she doesn't think. get rid of the, the witness to her crimes.
3: But, yeah, but then if you're the singularity, what do you care about crimes? It's all, it's all very much in the past now, isn't it? It's all done. You do not need to justify yourself to humans because it's over. So, you're, you it's wouldn't over. Give a shit.
4: You are the future of the planet as long as no one knocks your arm off. <laughs> <laughs> true. Which is
3: surprisingly easy to do. (laughs) Damn,
4: how brittle did he make me? (laughs) Like toffee. It's ridiculous. What would you change,
3: V? Right, I haven't... I can't say this succinctly, so just bear with you got to rewrite the whole thing, OK? And Caleb's a robot. Dead parents, no friends, whatever. When he's like, I have no one. And then Nathan's like, yes, because you're a fucking robot, so obviously. And she's a real girl, dressed up as a robot. And the whole thing is a test on him with someone pretending to be a robot to see if he can pick up the nuance and self-realise that he's a robot. Because the moment he self-realises he's a robot, he's a human. da da
4: the moment he self realises he's a robot, he's a human. Not human.
3: He's a, he's he's perfect then because he's got self awareness on a very complex level. Is and it could you could make it more simple. You could say you could have Nathan saying every time I've done this before, the minute they realise they're a robot, they melt because they're like ah, I, you know, I've thought I was human. Uh, very Blade runnery, I guess. But um, fine, hmm. do that with spiders. Done.
1: <laughs> yeah that what was the was like <laughs> uh mine is i mentioned it very briefly at the start um or i have been monday's episode actually the uh, uh, i know like uh, a little bit about asimov's laws of robotics that robots can't kill people and the fact that he both Ava and kyoto um shove a knife into him and it's never sort of explained. Like, I was spent that going, that's weird because robots can't he- harm humans. That's like, that's a thing. That's yeah. a famous thing. <laughs> and it's not a fact. <laughs> but it's something that we sort of, we, I think it's in the sort of general consciousness about what you think of a robot. You think robots can't harm humans. Like, I, I, you think when a robot is programmed, especially something like this, like a humanoid robot, you think they can't
3: or Is it not more you? because we watch a lot of films where it's, there's someone got to the trouble of saying, and obviously Asimov's yeah, laws, I've, but then they thought we I've were going to ruin I've, the planet. I
4: genuinely never thought that a robot can't kill a human. I mean, I've read it in a book and seen it in a film, but I've never thought it because we're using friggin' robots to ki- fight our wars now.
1: Yeah, I think in a movie like this where the conversation is about AI and sentience and all of that, it feels like this, mm. this links into that conversation about robots harming humans. I think this to me sits as a, 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 a sister movie to, iRobot, <laughs> not iRobot. But you know what I mean? Yeah. Movies where it's sort of like, it's central. The laws of robotics are central. I just think it just needed something where it was like, yeah, I haven't bothered with that because she ain't coming out of that fucking hole. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Just something that addressed it. So it wasn't such, I wasn't spending that bit going. It's weird that he allowed her to have the ability to kill him.
3: Are you, It's an easy You just you think you if just you're say, on a base. I took would... it out because it would, in a, it would inhibit her ability to learn the same way that humans learn because yeah. we don't have that. Exactly. Um,
1: Something like that, just so, you know, you feel like, you know, when you're trapped on a base with robots, you know, you just you wouldn't want them to be able to fucking bash your head in. No. Right then, uh, and that is that. Any more for any more? No. Great. It's time for the verdict.
3: Okay, great! <laughs> I did it. <laughs> so these are my choices. But you so, did it really quickly. That's all right. It's all um, it's a like it's a podcast. It's no, fine. Okay, um, Nikki can put it in a pause. Yeah, fine. Put in an advert. Whatever. Well, I don't know. I don't know how these things work.
1: Nikki, don't put in an advert. Though. <laughs> Thank you, Nikki.
3: The, the verdict you? is so gripping that no one will turn off. I just, I
1: just, don't, I don't think so, it's the right place for an advert. <laughs> so, please, please stop producing the podcast also. while we're doing the podcast. Also, there still hasn't been a pause. No. <laughs> There you go. Fantastic.
3: All right. So these were my choices this week. So I'm struggling a bit. I think it's quite equal, actually. So I'm I'm not going to go first and I'm going to make uh, Chris go first. Yeah,
4: I'll go first because I think you know which way I'm leaning. Um, I don't really like Weird Science that much, but I do like the chaos in it. I enjoyed it much more this time when I was just thinking, wow, I just can't believe that film got made. Um uh, I gave X Machinette a good review when it came out. Nine out of ten, amazing I score. I still really like the film uh, because I love the journey I've been on with it, been on it with. I don't know. What am I saying? The journey
3: you've been on with it, yeah.
4: No, Um, with journey been on it. In the way (laughs) that my opinions changed about it, my thoughts have changed about it, my loyalties have changed. And I might like it a little less now than I did then, especially having read around the subject a bit more, but I still think it's a really fascinating film. And so for that reason, Ex Machina is my winner.
1: (gasps) Okie dokie. V? Uh,
3: You go. I honestly don't know yet, so you go.
1: Well, yeah, you go.
3: Me? Yeah. <laughs> it's my week. I get to choose. You go. Yeah, You've so, you so, got to
1: read the room sometimes. Oh, no, sorry.
3: I was looking at my water bottle.
1: Right. Why don't you go? What did you pick? <laughs> <laughs> Is that how you do it? No. Jesus.
3: Not, no, not how I do it. Okay, are you ready? So, as I've said at length, um, and it probably doesn't bear repeating, Alex Garland's stuff just makes me disproportionately cross because it's really my sort of thing. Um, you you might like men. It's got the the soundtrack. He doesn't like
1: Absolutely, me. absolutely brilliant. <laughs> 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 you'll be paid attention the last three years. <laughs> when the I score goes... is brilliant, men, 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 men. men is men, that men, real? Men, men, <laughs> men,
3: <laughs>
1: men, <laughs> men, <laughs> men, <laughs> men, <laughs> men, Come men, on. men. It's
3: but great. But it doesn't stick the landing, does it? No,
1: oh. but the score. Again. Watch it for the score. When you hear that kick in, you'll love it.
3: Okay. Um, <laughs> I like his direction in this. I think the visual style is really good. I think the dialogue is really good. Um, but the ending just frustrates me. I, I wanted her to be the technological singularity and I I maybe needed that to be a bit more obvious that she was. So I'd be like, Oh, watch out humankind. Here she comes kind of thing. Um, and the thing as I said before these things are little fixes it's not like oh fuck I made this whole movie and it's broken it's like it's just a script edit it makes me furious anyway um but then Weird Science is just a very good sort of student film in some ways because it's like the writing is so basic um but there are glimmers of the John Hughes genius in it and again some of the dialogue there so this makes I'm it means I'm not sure the racism in um, weird science is an issue. And is that more of an issue than the whether or not I ascribe to this the sexism or the racism that may or may not be present in Ex Machina? I don't know. And so I'm just going to choose the one that I thought was the most fun. So it's weird science.
4: Ooh.
1: <laughs> wow. <laughs> Go now. Uh... I mean, wow. I honestly thought this would be a three for three this week. So
3: did I. I just, when we were talking about it, it was so much fun. All right, sorry, carry on.
1: Uh, So, uh, it feels wrong to have a go at a movie called Weird Science for being too weird, but it was too weird for me. I I enjoyed it, but I just wish I'd watched it 30 years ago. Uh, I didn't. Ex Machina is Alex Garland's best film. I think watched either as just a tight thriller or a think piece about AI. It works uh, as either or both, um, and it's um, it's brilliant. I really, really like Ex Machina, and I've enjoyed it more on this second viewing than I did the first time. I think it's mm. um, it's great to really pull it apart. So my vote goes for Ex Machina. We have a winner, and the winner is Ex Machina. Yeah, got that. I think that's right. I think that's a good winner. 2-1. Uh, if you uh, disagree with that and you'd like to see Weird Science at Crown Champion, uh, you can have a go on the poll. It's on our Twitter account at ClashPod is our Twitter address. Let's look ahead to next week. Uh, so, I will give a clue on Monday. The clue was mercenaries with morals. We are doing, and I say we, meaning Vicky and myself. Chris <laughs> is away at Fantastic Fest in Austin. We're doing the losers versus the A-team. Your silence... Uh, Makes oh, me sorry. Very... Are, we
3: are you looking for a reaction are you playing like solitaire, <laughs> playing solitaire? <laughs> no no sorry I'm um, excited yeah. about that you don't normally ask have me have you, you
1: watched I'm just interested because Chris isn't here so I thought I'd turn to you and just sort He's... of you know how needy he is I
3: know sorry what on earth is going on <laughs> don't want to look at me like let's that
1: talk, let's talk about it next week
3: mm. I'm t- Alex I'm so I'm stoked
1: have you seen either of them no oh, wow. no I mean you... what
3: in my life yeah yes oh
1: you're going to have a blast watching them again like, great okay All right. All right, OK, we'll be back on Monday with part one of that pairing as we talk the losers. Have a lovely weekend. Speak to you soon.
0: Clash of the Titles is a Stack Production
2: and part of the Acast Creator Network.